The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustle, you broke, well that seems tragic. Gotta catch in the fields like deep passes. I tell her plug if it's sticky, then please back it. How's it going, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy Jay Spence, and I'm back. I'm back with my man Antoine Staley, that Jets fan that we all love to hate. My man Stros for the girls can't be with us this week, but me and me, me and Swan gonna keep it rolling. I saw the way you looked at me when I said that. Me, me and Swan gonna keep it rolling. Uh, y'all listening to the chop up on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso Pizza. Net. What's going on, Twan? Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Good same to you. Yeah, man. Uh, I saw how you looked at me when I, when I said the Jets fan that we all love to hate. But the, look, the fact is, I I, I stopped for a minute because you was like, yo, I'm really not a fan. Like I just I, I cash my checks and I keep it moving. You've been you've been real questionable with some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter and even like the way you respond in what? text. Like you. You real Jets, like you you real J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets out there. And I don't what know if I what like What are you it. talking about? You just, the way you be responding, man, like you just seem real. To, to you? To, to everybody. You real Jets. Like, I wish I would have no, pulled up some of the tweets. That's man, not true at all. Like, I just, I just poke your buttons, though. I just like to, I just like to poke your buttons. But no, I I don't know what you're talking about as far as Twitter. I mean. I'm going to start sending them to you. When I, I see just, it, I'm going to send them to you. I just say what's true. I'm not like trying to be a homer or nothing like that, so. Man, he said he said what's true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into it because it's a lot of stuff to talk about about the Jets. Um, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know uh, Bills fans were frustrated but happy at the end of the day. Uh, there were some other good games on yesterday. I feel like that – I mean, really, I feel like it was just a day of good football. Uh, why don't we talk let's – start, let's, start um, let's start with last night's game. Uh, dude, Justin Jefferson, first of all, this dude – I know some yeah. Bills fans don't like to talk about it because – he was the one that got drafted when we traded for Diggs, so we want Diggs to be the better of the two and all. Like I don't know, it's petty on Twitter, but dude, I Justin mean, Jefferson is that dude, man. I mean, it worked he out for both teams. It worked out yeah. for both teams. So I mean, it is what it is. But you know, 
I mean, he's arguably the best receiver in football. I mean, I think probably the only way I think, yeah, you talk about Diz, but yeah, Tyreek Hill is having a tremendous year too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's that guy. I mean, right now, and that's driving the engine for the Vikings. And I mean, you see it put with play like he's making play out to play each week. And you know, I mean, and Kirk Cousins played well. I know he threw the interception throughout the course of the game, but you know, he made some plays there to uh TJ Hawkinson and also Adam Thielen mm-hmm. too as well, especially when the Patriots really keyed in on the running game and was able to slow down Dalvin Cook. So yeah, my hat's off to the Vikings, especially considering, you know, they ended up getting boat raced by the Cowboys last week and, you know, recovered, you know, pretty nicely on a short week to beat the beat the Patriots. Yeah, and it, to to your point, like Man, Kirk Cousins is not looking bad at all. Like, like you said, I know he threw that interception, but you you look at him through the year, and when you have a weapon like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen isn't on the same level, but he's making plays. You know, you got some guys out there that's really making that offense look good. And you know, for the way we talk about Kirk Cousins, and he he can't play under, you know, he can't win on prime time. He, he did yesterday. Like the dude looks good. Yeah, he they're an S factor in the NFC. I mean, I think. I'm not completely sold on the Eagles. Like I need to see it. Like maybe they play like a tougher team. Like I like I'm just I, I want to buy in, but I'm just not there yet. The 49ers, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in on. It's just obviously Garoppolo is the, obviously the a lot of people say it's the weak link of the team, and you know arguably I, I mean I think he is. You know, look at their defense and offense. But the Vikings, if they can get consistent play out of Kirk Cousins, then you know, and their defense. I think defense is kind of a big bit of a question too, but. Yeah, they can get that, then. Yeah, I think they could potentially go pretty far in the playoffs. Well, with the with the Forty ers I think um, you know most people look at it like they're winning in, or they're going to win in spite of Garoppolo. But I don't know, like you know, even with him, you look at earlier this week. What was it, Monday night, or was it Monday yeah. or Sunday night? They Monday night, night, Monday night. Dude, he made some throws that you know. What I mean, like I get it. It is he's not the dude that that um he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but. Yo, he he protects the ball. He's not losing the game. He's scoring touchdowns. I said it last week on the chat. You you weren't with us last week, and we had Sarah on, and we were talking about like you know, and they're like, yeah, but they know he's not the guy. When he when you play like this, and you have the roster that, that you have, I, I just don't I don't know what what more they expect from that dude, man. Like he's, I don't know. I I, I really I'm a I'm a Jimmy G I, fan. I think they, that he I think they, more credit. I think they expect him to make plays whatever he has. At some point, you got to make plays as a quarterback. So I think that's kind of what you expect, too. Everybody brings up the Super Bowl situation where, you know, he missed a throw. It would have put him up. But, yeah, I think at some point throughout the course of the playoffs, it's also last year against the Rams, like he had, you know, he didn't play particularly well. So at some point, mm-hmm. you're you definitely going to have to play well. But I, I do like I think he's good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. I really do. Now, whether they win it or not, we'll see. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, in the NFC, the way the 49ers defense is how, how they're playing, you know, offense is, like, tremendous, especially when you got Christian McCaffrey back there, uh, mm-hmm. some of the other weapons that they have. They're good enough to win it. For me, I would pick them over anybody else in the NFC if you're holding yeah, they, the gun to my head. They've become my pick for sure because, like, when you when you look at the fact that, like you mentioned, they, they added McCaffrey, you got a Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk is playing like he's playing like, you know, a dude. Like, I don't know how people want to say that, but he's playing like one of those dudes that that can step up and really help the team. You got George Kittle playing well. And that defense alone is just it's I don't know. I look at that team and I feel like they're they're the real threat at the NFC. Like we, we were talking about the Vikings. I could see them potentially over the Eagles as well. I think the Eagles just kind of benefited from 
um, you know, going up against some teams that they were supposed to beat, you know, and shoot, they almost lost to the, the Colts last week, man. I'm Correct. just on the I'm, yeah, I'm just not sold on them. They lost to the commanders, they almost lost to the Colts. I mean, I'm just I, I, I like I like Jalen Hurst. I do. That has nothing to do with him. I just think mm-hmm. that just, you know, as a team, I just feel like there are other the teams that are more talented than them. And I also need to see it throughout the course of the playoffs. It's one thing to do it during the regular season, but, you know, come playoff time, I mean, I don't know. I just still have major questions about them. But, you yeah. know, we'll see. No, I'm with you. Because, I mean, that's how I feel. It's like, you know, obviously I love – I, I like Jalen Hurts too. Um, there are certain guys I love. AJ Brown. I love like they have they have guys on the yes. roster that you're like, yo, I'm fans of, or I'm a fan of them. But I don't know, just as a team, they're not the team that I feel like they really. Once it gets to the top five teams in that conference, when you're playing them, those type of teams every week, I just don't think they can run the gauntlet the same way that they started the season off. So maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. But back to the the, Vi- the Vikings and, and um, Patriots game from the AFC East perspective, because Obviously, you know, you cover the Jets, we cover the Bills. So, like, from the perspective of that, like, I feel like for a second there, the AFC East, and it still is technically, but everybody is like, you know, we're all above 500, and and it looks like probably, as of right now, the best or the second best conference in the NFL. But I feel like that's about to start kind of evening out. And I think the Patriots are unfortunately going to be one of those teams where you're going to start seeing them kind of fall and, you know, we can get to your team next. I, all of 100% no hate. We can get to the Jets next. I think that the Jets made the right decision with some of the stuff we're going to talk about. And I think it's going to prove to be better for them. But with the Patriots, how do you see this playing out for them as far as the, the division is concerned? Somebody, one of those mediocre teams has to get one of the spots, whether it be the Jets or Patriots. Oh, you talk about uh, the Chargers. I mean, they're in the midst too. Cincinnati also in the midst. One of those teams are going to claim the spot. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Colts. I mean, you know, I'm not buying a Jeff Saturday thing and, you know, you know, phenomenon, whatever. So for me, it's one of those four teams that are going to be at the seventh spot in the AFC. It's who you like. The Patriots have a, such a tough schedule. You look at their schedule like it's outside of the Raiders game. It's kind of like murderous road. They play the Bills next Thursday. So, you know, that's definitely a big time game, especially coming off a loss to the Vikings. I mean, the Jets have a little bit more manageable schedule, but at the same time, sure, like we'll talk about there, you know, you just made a quarterback change, so you don't know necessarily how that's going to go. You know, Cincinnati's still in the midst, too. I know you're not really big on the Bengals, but at the same time, they will get Jamar Chase back, and, you mm-hmm. know, they do have some weapons there. And the Chargers seem like the Chargers are the most talented team out of all of them, but, you know, they haven't necessarily played out the potential this upcoming year, this year, so – I want to buy. I want to say the Chargers will get the spot, but again, you know, they. Sh- I don't think they should have be in this position in the, to begin with. So, you know, I, I imagine. You know, I would if I had to pick one right now, it'd probably be you know the Chargers right now. But you know, I, my heart, my heart kind of says go with Cincinnati because I think you know they may, they may end up claiming the spot too. The Jets and Patriots, yeah, I think they're gonna. And like you said, I think they, everybody's gonna kind of beat up on each other in the division, and you know, it will end up getting two teams at the AFC East. Yeah, and and like I said, all jokes aside, when it comes to the Jets, like I, I'm, I'm impressed with their defense. I'm impressed with the coach. I'm impressed with. It, it was somebody that told you that too, and I, I think you know I have to. What that they had a good defense? That. Yeah, I, well, I, I never been, said I've that. Been that. I've been saying well, I that. I never you said like, that the defense wasn't good. But I'm you were downplaying it, though. But you well, were no, downplaying No, you can't say that though. You can't. You can well, say no, the offense. You can say the offense is trash, but the team isn't. 
No, the, the team, team is trash. Not. No, it's the, not. The Jets, the Jets are trash, man. The boys. The defense. Are, the no. defense. The oh, defense serious. is elite. The defense okay. is elite. All seriousness. I like the defense. Like yeah. all seriousness, they have a really good defense. They got some key pieces, some young guys, and some vets that are playing out of their mind defensively. Correct. I think they have a really good as, – as long as they can do something on offense, I think they have a chance at really upsetting some teams. Now, do I – and we can, we can jump right into it. Like, because okay. um, everybody talked about – all week we've been talking about how Zach Wilson has been benched and how um, – for even before he was benched, you wrote a great piece um, about how he wasn't taking accountability and how he let the defense down. And I think it was terrible twos is what you called it. Um, well, I, I didn't call it like that was the back page of the paper, but yeah, like that was part of it. But yeah, yeah. Like so it's like it, yeah. it's <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like from that perspective, from a, if I was a Jets fan, I would be embarrassed by the representation that Zach Wilson provided as the quarterback for the team. So you know, first let's talk a little bit about your article and talk about that perspective, and then we can get moved to him being benched and in, in the rest of the conversation. Well, I just think you know you talk about somebody that's. You know, you look at him when he was drafted, you know, in 2021, you know, he was never he never had to compete for the job. He never, mm-hmm. you know, had anybody to push him. The Jets just went out and gave him the job because, you know, well, I know they didn't have a lot of talent around him and things of that nature, too. But I, I still think it, they did themselves a disservice by not making him earn the job. So that way he felt entitled to it, which goes back to kind of what my article was about. Then mm-hmm. he feels like, OK, no matter how poorly I do this is my job like I you know I'm the guy and all that and then you know come to you know had the 10-3 loss against the Patriots you know lose the devastating fashion like that and then you know one of the reporters ended up giving him really a layup question and saying right do you do you believe like do you take some kind of responsibility for you know the loss today and he said no and then that that just kind of raised everybody's eyebrows because you know the, the defense did their part they only held the Patriots to three points uh, offensively you know they, they gave the touchdown on special teams it wasn't their fault that you know they lost the game not saying you know even special teams like I mean Justin Hardy the special teams captain for the Jets you know he took all the responsibility that's not really necessarily his fault either you know you got to be able to score more than three points in this league if you're yeah. going to win the games. And, you know, the fact that you said no, you don't take any responsibility for that, it's just ridiculous. And then you had Garrett Wilson. You know, he pretty he didn't say Zach Wilson's name by, you know, by name, but he pretty much said things have to change. Like, this is not – this is unacceptable, like, to what happened. And I agree with him. Like, you can't only have two offensive yards in the second half and expect to beat anybody in this league. So yeah, no, I mean, I, on yeah, top of it, like you, because okay, you you lose at the on the last play of the game on a punt return. Essentially, yeah, essentially, yeah. But, but at the same time, you're right. Like if you with you can't score 14 points, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't offensively, you can't lead your or team. 10. To, yeah, to, just to, to, to yeah. And so and and then you have the nerve. Like again, this is me not being a Bills fan at the moment. Like I'm trying to take the perspective. I have family in New York, so like I talk to them and I try to understand where they're coming from i would be livid if josh allen like if the like i've been disappointed he's josh allen's been injured and we haven't been playing like the offense hasn't looked like what the off like what we're used to seeing the offense look like and i've been disappointed in that but josh has taken accountability this dude put up three points 
And you like really? Come on, man. I, yeah, I, don't after, know. I just feel like yeah. Remember but, after the Jets game, and you know, you know, obviously the Bills lost, but Josh Allen took all the accountability for that. It. Like it wasn't necessarily all his fault, but he took it like very long. He's like, yeah, I got to play better. I played like you know, dog crap or whatever. You know, he says something to that effect. But I gotta, I gotta play better. And mm-hmm. you know, he took it on. Like again, even it wasn't his fault. Even if you, even if it's not your fault, just take it on because you're endearing it to your teammates, and then they want to run through a wall for you. Nobody's gonna run through a wall for you when you're not taking their responsibility, especially when it's your fault and the defense is everybody else is doing their job, but you. It's just you brought up the Josh Allen point after the Jets game, and like, yeah, he he basically said like you can't win when your quarterback is playing like you know the word yeah. to use. And yeah. it's, it's like look. If I'm Zach Wilson here, A, do I believe that I probably didn't play as bad as I did? Yeah, nobody really wants to sit there and talk about themselves in that way. I get it. Like, we all got pride and all that. But when you, like, three – like, just look at the scoreboard, man. You you said, what, two yards in the second half? Yes, two yards. 103 oh, yards total for the entire game, but two in the second half. And so it's like the second – and to me, the second half, that third quarter, especially the fourth quarter, is is when, like, stars are made those are that's when legends are you know and you're gonna sit here and say no like simply just no and it's like dude that's what you put out there for the second half you it shouldn't even have been in a point for you to look three three it looked like it was about to be a tie game like you know it looked like it was gonna go down as a tie i thought it was gonna go to overtime and then i was like we'll see from there like i was planning for it to go to overtime and then obviously that happened and then that pretty much had to change everything, you know, my whole article or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, I mean, it's – he just, like cl- – like, I want to say he's clueless, but I just feel like he's very spoiled. Everything – he you could just tell, like – and I know some people have talked about this. Just I don't want to get too far, like, as far as his background and things like that. But it does play a role in some of it because – He's just, you know, he hasn't necessarily had to work for a lot of things in his life. And, you know, you can kind of tell when somebody is entitled in, in a particular way. And I think this this instance shows, like, just the character that he is. Well, Booger McFarlane on ESPN, yeah, uh, he and he and uh, Steve Young kind of got into a back and forth about it because he said, you know, he's entitled, he had money, so he never had to work. And, and Steve Young took offense to it in a way. It's like, he's like, no, it doesn't. I, I agree with it. And I don't know if that. I, I, I agree with the point. I'll say this too. I, I I don't think the money has anything to do because you look at the Bosa brothers. I mean, their father played in the league. I mean, they came mm-hmm. from you know a good, well background, but that necessarily mean that you know they're a certain way. Like they're still playing well, and you know I don't know you know as far as personality, but at the same time, it's just just the, the entitlement. And I know I get Steve Young was backing up you know BYU guy and all that you know because he that's where he went to school too. But yeah, I just think that. It is something there that just felt like he is just the job should be his no matter what. And I think yeah, I think Booger before like kind of hit on a lot of that too. Yeah. So like when it comes to Boogers, I, I wish I would have loaded the the clip up. I sent it to you and we talked about it earlier this week. But yeah, um, outside of outside of the the money part, I, I come I completely agree with Booger. Like because you're right, you can't just say it about money. Like the Mannings came up with money, and those exactly. those guys are quarterbacks. Um, I can probably go through a whole list if we really sat here and thought about it. We could probably name a, a, a full list of guys, offense and defense, who came up with money or who came up in some, you know, some with some background that isn't a struggle, but they still have the work and put the work in to be great. And it just seems like this dude just like you said, he just he's entitled and it's like 
this is my job. So now you fast forward, he gets benched in favor of Mike White. Um, how do you first reaction when you heard the news? Obviously, I know I feel like everybody was kind of waiting on it after what you just described as far as him saying he wasn't he didn't let the team down and all this other stuff. But um, from your perspective and then just being in the locker room or around the, the players at that time doing your interviews, how, how does that? Just to over, I don't even know how to ask this question, man. But but first reaction to everything, think, how did that go? I, well, I think we already knew once. Well, I knew once Monday came, and then we asked Robert Sala. He was like, you know, we're I'm not committing to Zach Wilson as the quarterback. Once once that's out there, then you know they're going to make a change because you don't make that news unless you're going to make the change. Especially when he had been so committed to Zach Wilson up until that point, and then. He's like, uh, I don't know. I need to evaluate everything. No, you you know at that point, you just don't want to, you know, tip your hand right necessarily. And I think that's what it was. Like he wanted to wait, you know, until Tuesday or Wednesday to make the announcement. And that's what he did. He made the announcement that they were going to Mike White. And I definitely think, you know, the players have, you know, had Mike White's back. I think they've seen him. You know, he's come from a guy that, you know, was drafted by the Cowboys, got cut, you know, been on the Jets practice squad, worked his way up from there third string, second string, and now he's starting once again. Last time we saw Mike White start was actually against the Bills where he threw four interceptions and wasn't very good. But I think the fact of the matter is you can't just have Zach Wilson. He's not the guy to try to lead you in this moment right now, especially when you had, he had said what he said. How, how can you go to your players and say, this is, we're giving you the best chance to win when, one, your guy has been you know abysmal on the field, and two, you know, for him to say what he says and not taking that accountability. And, you know, you saw the tweets like, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Sauce Gardner, also uh, John Franklin Myers, they liked a few um, tweets that said, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't taking accountability. And so, you know, they ain't the only ones on the defense that feel that way, too. So, you know, you got to take the temperature of the locker room. And as of right now, Mike White has to be the guy. And if he's not the guy, that you can always, if the Jets don't make the playoffs, then you know what? You have an out and say, you know what? We need to find a veteran quarterback that can, you know, get us to where we need to go because we already got elite defense. You know, running game is solid, but the quarterback is the one thing that's holding us back. And then they can go into the offseason and evaluate whether we go get a Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill might be available, whoever. But right now you need to go with Mike White at least. I know they're saying it's not a death sentence for Zach Wilson, but you feel like this is probably just about the end for him as a starting quarterback. I mean, if it's not, uh, I mean, how how many more chances? You know, it's like, I don't know. But uh, so as far as Mike White, you mentioned last time we saw him was against the Bills and he threw uh, multiple interceptions. I think he was better than that game, you know, in fairness to him. I think, you know, to be thrown in that situation with the, in the way that defense was at the time, like, it was a better – I know in some regards I feel like the Bills' defense is better right now because of the rushing de- – like the, the – we're able to get to the quarterback better. We've been stopping the defense, you know, the run better. But overall, I think with the injuries and the way the season has gone, we're not the same. So, yeah. you know, I, I do think that, that you know, you go up against a different type of – now, I think he comes in and this week, you know, you guys have a – I don't know, I wouldn't call it a – I think it's a winnable game, but yes. it depends on it depends on it depends on the way he plays. So, you know, how, how does this offense look with him this Sunday? Well, I think you got the what it's going to boil down to is can they establish the run? Like since mm-hmm. 
you know, Brees Hall has went down, and I know two of those games, two out of three games have been against the Patriots, who have a really good run defense. But, you know, they've only run 400 yards once. That was against the Bills, where mm-hmm. they end up having that, you know, running really well in particular quarter, yeah. the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I, I, that's where it starts at for me, just running the ball well, taking pressure off of Mike White so he doesn't feel like he has to do so much there. You know, whoever the quarterback is, I feel like they needed to be able to establish the run, too, with James Robinson and also Michael Carter. If they can do that, then – you know, I think they can have a really good chance to win this game. The Bears, crazy enough, have a really good pass defense. The run defense isn't very good. But if they can establish that, then – and we'll see how Justin Fields plays. I know um, he's questionable going into the mm-hmm. game. I, although I don't feel like he should – I mean, we're talking about a Jets team that sat Mac Jones six times last week, I, and you have a separated shoulder. I think they're doing him a disservice by even playing them, yeah. especially considering their record. But if he does play, then, you know, if you can get to him and limit his uh, running ability there, he, I mean, he has over 800 yards rushing, which I think is insane, like just for any quarterback in the season. But for, for a quarterback, and we still have like six, seven games left to go in the season, like it's, it's insane. But if you can limit the amount of uh, runs, runs that he has, then I think the Jets should win this game, especially when you got, they better win this game because you got Minnesota. And you got Buffalo coming up back to back on the road, so we're going to learn about the a lot about the Jets in the next coming weeks. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna be rough, uh, j- like just as far as the type of the quality games that are coming up. So it, it's gonna be one for them. Um, we, so we talked about the Patriots, talked about the Jets. Let's talk a little bit about. Well, actually, you know what? Before we move on to Miami, because that that's again a game that's happening this weekend. Let's talk about last night with the Buffalo, or yesterday afternoon with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they went back to Detroit twice in four days or twice in five days ended up playing the lions uh we won last second type thing with a field goal at the end um i know personally i wasn't too i wasn't too pleased with what i was seeing from the defense and i wasn't too pleased with what i was seeing from the offense in general i just um i understand there were some injuries von miller gone he's he's down with a now is being reported that it's a um torn meniscus so they're gonna figure out if he's gonna like clean it up or if he's going to play with a brace on until the end of the season or whatever he's going to do. But he is out seven to 10 days for now, just to talk, I guess, figure out what they're doing. But overall, I wasn't extremely, um, I don't know. I just, I just didn't feel good about the game. I didn't come out that game super optimistic. Um, So let's get your thoughts on, you know, the game. And then we can kind of, again, stick around the AFC East conversation and then we can move on to Miami. Yeah, I think uh, they have a big problem right now. I think just their run defense there. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I didn't see the yardage necessarily what the Lions were able to do, but I just feel like uh, there was some missed tackles. I feel like it was uh, just plays that early on in the season, I felt like the Bills defense was a lot better, and I understand they were healthier than what they are now, but I just feel like I just don't see, like, elite unit like how I think they – should be at this point mm-hmm. in the season. Like, I think when you're starting to get in December, you want to get things ramped up. Like, because you see, usually the uh, end of the tunnel is coming about, like the playoff time. And this is what Buffalo fans and the players have been waiting for just this team rounding in the form, getting ready for January and their Super Bowl run. They won the game, and I understand that the Lions, the Lions do have a really good offense, too. Like, so you do have to take that into account. And I think Jared Goff is a lot better than what a lot of people consider him as. Like, some people don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's a pretty decent, above average to above average quarterback. However, I just feel like their 
defense just isn't where it should be at this point in time. And, you know, maybe like maybe maybe you disagree with me or not, but I just think that they need to be playing a lot better, especially uh, heading towards the end of the season. No, I agree with you. I think um, in general, I think the Lions are a better team than the record shows. Yes. You know, I think they they play hard. I think Jared Goff is showing that he's since when he was in L.A., he's showing that you know, he's grown in a bit where in a, or in a way where he's getting rid of the ball quickly. He's able to read defenses better. He's, he has real uh, chemistry with, with St. Brown. Like he loves that guy. And I can see why the dude is a star. Um, I could also see as far as the running game, I don't know, maybe they, you know, in the red zone, they, they could have tightened up a bit, but they only held it. Like the lions only had like 96 yards, 95 yards rushing for the game. So I just think it was maybe in certain moments, but for me, it was it was the passing defense. When I'm talking about the defense, it was, you know, it'd be third and nine, and we're giving up 14 yards on a, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's just it's just when when you have an elite defense and you have the guys that we're boasting that we have, you know, all pro po and that's my dog. Obviously, I'm rocking it, you know, but he got it. No, but I mean, like for real, it comes down to it where it's like, look, y'all got to get off the field, you know. But then on the flip. I feel like for the amount of time that they were on the field because the offense wasn't able to continue drives and they weren't scoring a ball like we feel like they should have been scoring, you leave your defense out to dry, and those guys are exhausted come middle of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. They're exhausted. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know who I'm, I guess, disappointed in more, the offense or the defense. Now, to, I don't want to be negative about it because at the end of the day, good teams find ways to win games. It's the NFL teams. It's every week. It don't matter how good or bad you think the teams are. Lions found a way to make this thing close. They thought they were going to win. The Bills ended up winning. So we're eight and three. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer about it, but <laughs> I, but I mean, realistically, I got concerns, man. Like, you know, yeah. next Thursday we're going up against the Patriots and they got a great defense too. I mean, they, they, they have trouble scoring points at times, although I know they were able to score against the Vikings, but they, they got a great, their defense is really good too. So yeah. especially their particular run defense, it's really, and then you got to deal with Matt Judon, who's been playing out of this world too. So good luck with that. I love Matt Judon since, since early, his early days in Baltimore. So same here. He was a free agent. When he was a free agent, man, I was one of the, I got receipts. <laughs> I was one of those dudes that almost every day, Matt Judon, come sign to Buffalo, come sign to, and when he went to the Patriots, it just, it just broke my heart. Man. So, you know, you're right. Now you got this team that has good defense. They get after the quarterback. Josh doesn't look 100% yet. So I don't want, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we got to figure this out. Now, can I blame Ken Dorsey as far as the offense? It's like, okay, you know, Josh isn't um, 100%. He's not kind of, he doesn't have the same zip on the ball normally that, that we see. So why don't you kind of give him some layups out there or do something that it seems like we're predictable. You yeah. know, it's like it, we just I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm really I'm really frustrated with it. But then I got my guy like Bruce Nolan and I got some other people like, hey, we're winning. You can't beat. But it's like, yeah, we're winning, but we're supposed to beat the Lions. And it wasn't supposed to be by three points. Yeah, you're going to have games like that in the NFL, and that's fine. But I think the bigger concern is, like, looking ahead, like, to, like, it's deeper than that, than just beating the Lions. It's trying to beat the Chiefs. It's trying to beat some of these other teams out in the playoffs. And, you know, I think another concern, I think you might have brought this up on Twitter or some, somebody did, too, and I kind of agree with it. Like, I think Stefan like, needs some help. Like, you need another guy that can, yeah. you know, just step up and be – 
you know, you ain't got to be as good as this. Obviously, you know, he's in a, you know, one, two percentile as far as wide receivers, but you need somebody that can be consistent and get you catches because there's going to be times where, you know, you're going to be matched up against a Xavier Howard or, you know, a top corner in the league and they're going to try to take out, you know, or at least contain Stephon Diggs. And you got to be able to make those consistent plays uh, to be able to move the chains. And I, I don't know if the Bills necessarily have a guy where you feel comfortable that, you can do that on a regular, regular basis. No, I mean, I did, I did bring that up. Um, so on, as of now, after 11 games, our, our wide receiver two Gabriel Davis has 33 receptions. So through 11 games, he has 33 receptions, which means he's basically averaging. And I know some games are better than others. He'll have, you know, I, I know like the, the Pittsburgh game, he, he went off, you know, but that means you average three receptions a game as the wide receiver two. That's not help. Um, we got help from Isaiah McKenzie, and Isaiah McKenzie is one of the guys that normally I'm really harsh on because he makes mistakes. He fumbles the ball on special teams, or he doesn't – like he just makes mistake after mistake every week. He's the one that showed up yesterday for us. If, my, if Isaiah McKenzie didn't make some of those plays, the Buffalo Bills right now would be sitting here at 7-4, and, and Bills Mafia would be really having a horrible Thanksgiving weekend. And it would – you know what I mean? Like it would be a completely different day. But Isaiah McKenzie for the – he, he saved the day. So, you know, I need more out of Dawson Knox. We pay a tight end. What do we give? I think like 14 mil a year, 13 and a half. Yeah. And this dude, I don't even know what his stats was yesterday, I, but it just wasn't. It's just not what you expect when you pay a guy that type of money. No, no. You spent the Pro Bowl type type of tight end in the league. Like you spent a if you're paying that. Yeah, I spent like a top five, at least top 10 tight end in the league. And he's just. Sometimes you didn't even notice he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, so for the season right now, now, same thing as the tight end, he has 33 receptions for the year, you know? So you the, got the, the, the catches end. don't necessarily bother. It's like the yardage. Like it's not, it don't seem like they're just generating like the explosive plays. That's what bothers me. That would be what, what bothers me. The catches bother me on a sense of, so I, I agree with you there where it's like, cause you're right. He has 327 yards for the season, two touchdowns. Yeah. So for the season through 11 games, That's terrible. Now, I don't I don't expect him to have 11 touchdowns. Like you don't need one every game. I get it. Like I get it. However, when I talk about the number of receptions, too, because to me, that also talks about um, you're as a tight end, you're extending drives. You know, like you're the guy on third. Normally tight ends. They always say a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. Tight end is a quarterback's best friend. You got 33 receptions on the year after 11 games. It, it, to me, that's not that's not, you know, tight end one numbers or that's not it, Gabriel Davis. It's not wide receiver two numbers. So outside of Stefan Diggs averaging his what 11 targets a game or whatever he gets, Steph is going to eat. We know yeah. that. But what happens when the defense says, you know what? None of you guys could could go at us. We're going to just go ahead and bracket Diggs. We're going to double Diggs. So, yeah, he's still going to get his targets, but we're going to keep him in check to an extent. We want one of y'all to beat us. And then you have games where we win 26 to 23 against the Detroit Lions. And I just, to me, it, it just doesn't sit well with me because I feel like um, coming into the season, everybody expected Gabriel Davis to be the guy we saw in Kansas City last year um, in the playoffs. Everybody expected Dawson Knox to take a step forward. I am, I'm a little bit better. I feel better about the running game. Yes. I feel a whole lot better about the running game. Devin Singletary is showing up big time. James Cook is showing up big time. But, these receivers, man, we got to we got to do something. 
We got to do yeah, something. Yeah, they need somebody to step up because, like, the fear is, like, especially when you're playing, like, the Chiefs or somebody like that, then kind of like what you said, they're just going to hope Diz doesn't necessarily, you know, get a hit a bat-breaking play and then have everybody else then just say, you know, we'll take, you know, you want to, you know, take the five-yard pass? Okay, that's fine. As long as, you, as long as you're not killing us with these plays, and, you know, we'll accept it. And I don't know if there's anybody that's going to, you know, give those explosive plays outside of Stefan Diggs right now. It's in the passing game, that is. Yeah, and I mean, and that's my frustrating part. But again, I don't want to be the – everybody yelling at me today. Don't be the – this morning, I, I – every after every game, I post my thoughts about the game and stuff. And then um, – so I try to be as positive as possible. But at the same time, it's like, look, these are our shortcomings. Oh, we're 8-3. and three. We're first in the AFC East again. Yeah, because Miami hasn't beat the Texans yet. Exactly. Now, again, I know – it's the NFL and it's every, you know, like you have to play the game. The Texans could be a trap game. It could happen. Is that likely? No. <laughs> like, I don't see it. I, I see us being second again in the division after Sunday because Miami's going to end up beating the Texas. And I don't think it's going to be, I don't particularly think it's going to be close. I think Tariq Hill by himself is going to go out there and destroy that defense. Uh, so let's pivot. We could talk a little, or did you have any more thoughts about the Bills Lions game? Or did no, you no, I think I said my, my piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so now let's pivot to, to Miami. I, I don't even know if it's a lot to say about this game. Like I just, you know, they benched David. Mill- so the Texans also benched their quarterback. Yeah. Which Kyle to me, Allen I think started. is crazy. Well, I don't think I don't think I think this situation is different. I think with the Texans, I understand you might be looking for a spark or something like that, but it's not it's not his fault. Like they haven't <laughs> they literally uh, haven't given him. He don't have no weapons other than he's forcing a lot. That's, I, I, that's I like the Paris. point. That's the point. Yeah, I think it goes back to just. Yeah, you're right. They don't have a lot of weapons outside of Pierce, who I think is obviously amazing. I saw him a lot at Florida, but mm-hmm. I just didn't think that. He's forcing, he's throwing passes that he shouldn't be throwing, like into coverage, making boneheaded plays. And I think that's kind of, you're hoping to get a different type of spark with a Kyle Allen, which, you know, I, I saw him in Carolina, like he's, you either get really good Kyle Allen or you get really, really bad Kyle Allen. Let's really know in between either way. Like, yeah, so I, I think that's probably, you know, the one thing I could say, like, this could be a trap game for the, the Dolphins. Defense has been suspect at times. So you might have a game where – and the spread is so large that I could see the Texans, you know, you know, staying close and, you know, covering the spread. But I think the Dolphins are – you know, Dolphins are far the superior team in here. So, yeah, I think they should – definitely win by at least 10 points yeah easy I, I don't even think it it shouldn't be close um if i am going to place a bet on somebody for for guaranteed funds this weekend it would probably be that game and then i would that would you know what i might do that just so that way i can be disappointed because then if they do win like if if the texans do find a way to win then that'll be the game i won't mind losing money on well i would say jacksonville uh baltimore like i think that spread was like three points or something like that at one point in time so i was like yeah, I definitely would take the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. with Lamar. Like, definitely, he's off the injury report. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think so. The, the Ravens, the last time we saw them out there, they they played in basically a, a windstorm. It was like, it was basically a hurricane they was playing in. So yeah, they didn't score well and all that. But I don't understand. I, I don't understand why people critique Lamar Jackson the way that they do. I, I know he's not. He doesn't have the passing stats of a uh, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers of the past because this year he's cheeks. But Lamar Jackson is a very good quarterback in different ways. 
Like I, I don't, I, I really don't get the hate. And if he got a, I think now again the problem they don't give him the right type of weapons. They they load up because of Greg Roman. They load up on good running backs, and then okay, let's go get him a core, a wide receiver, and they go out and sign Deshaun Jackson. And it's like, what are we? Like you're signing a dude that for football turn football years he's old and he hasn't played really. So then he comes the first game he's active, he pulls his hamstring. It's like you expect him to you expect Lamar Jackson to to turn water into or to turn wine from water like Jesus. And it's like, dude, what are you giving me on offense? Well, it goes back to what I, I think I told you this. Like, I don't know if a lot if you're a receiver, would you want to go play with Lamar? Yeah, you, you're not going to get bit numbers like in that offense, the way it's constructed. Like, I don't know. Uh, you're not going to get 90, 80, 90 catches more likely. Like you're going to get they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to give the ball to their tight ends and. You know, you may, and I think that was the frustration with uh, Marquise Brown. Like, he wasn't getting a lot of those catches and, you know, some of those, you know, explosive, he was getting exposed to plays, but he wasn't, his stats really necessarily reflecting that. Where you go like an Arizona, where, you know, I know he got hurt, but you go like somewhere where like an air raid type of offense, you're going to get your numbers. Like, and, it, and people care about that. Like, I know, like, you know, we we're talking to Elijah Moore and, you know, how he was frustrated with not getting targets. People, they t- he said he talked about his legacy and how he wants to be looked at and his stats do matter, especially when you're talking about, you know, contracts and, you know, getting paid and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't want to just catch like 50 balls a year. Like you, you're trying to be, you know, considered one of the upper echelon receivers. So my thing is they hadn't necessarily drafted a whole lot of outside of, you know, Marquise Brown, yeah, you need to be able to try to find like it, it's in, especially how good the Ravens front office is. You can't tell me like they can't find like a top flight receiver in the draft, or at least somebody that can you know put pressure on defenders. Like you can't just be all about the tight ends. Although I love I love tight ends, but it can't always be about that too. You need somebody that can be game breaker and, and create those explosive plays offensively. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely. I, I guess for me, it's just one of those things where it's like they could try a little bit harder, you know. And yeah. and the thing is, you're right. In that offense, you're not going to get those numbers. So maybe I don't know. And I, I even hesitate saying this because they have um, done very well when Lamar has been healthy the whole season. Like every year they make the playoffs. Every year they've. Done- The same way now with Lamar Jackson there, it's just Lamar is probably the most talented out of the three. But we got to – come on, man. Y'all, y'all got to do – and I, he ain't my quarterback, but y'all got to get my guy some help, man. Like, because it's just – it's not fair. It's not fair to watch him out there have to – like, he he's out there trying to be Superman, and it's just not even fair. Yeah, if you got to keep him long-term and have him be happy along with the money that you give him, you, you got to give him some support out there or better – you know, support out there, not just with the running game, but also, you know, the passing game. And if that means changing up the offense, then that's fine too. But I, I think, you know, I, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to run like a, you know, run heavy type of offense. I think he can throw the ball and sling the ball pretty well too. I mean, he's just facing criticism since he was at Louisville. And I think that's probably where it stems from. People thought, some people thought he should, he wasn't a quarterback in the league. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. been, you know, he shouldn't have been a first round pick. You know, you heard Bill Bolian's comments talked about how he was a wide receiver, which I thought that was ridiculous. You know, the man won the Heisman Trophy. Like, man can sling it. 
Like, man has a really, you know, tremendous arm. Same thing with Justin Fields, too. A lot of people just think he's all about his running ability, but he can also sling the ball, too, as well. So just because, you know, you're athletic and have this gift of where you can run the ball doesn't necessarily mean you can't sling the ball and also, you know, be affected in that manner, too. We've seen it with, you know, Patrick Mahomes is kind of, you know, creative player and that whole percentage. Josh Allen, same thing. Josh Allen reminds me of Cam Newton. Like, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, before Cam, before the injuries started to take a, um, effect to Cam Newton, kind of the same thing, too. Somebody that can throw the ball down the field with a just tremendous arm, but also, you know, he'll run over you, too. Yeah. So I just, so like I said, I agree with you with that whole, with everything you're saying about, about Baltimore and Lamar. But I just, in my mind, I just feel like, um, you know, you get that guy some better weapons and Baltimore can really be scary. Like, they're scary anytime Lamar's on the field. So if yeah. you, provide them some weapons that can actually and then have an offense that can be explosive with him and then still let him be him like just I I think everybody would be scared to to go up against Baltimore so um well let's let me see I didn't pull up the schedule um what's the let me see what's the Sunday night game or anything that you or was there any specific game that you wanted to talk about before we get on out of here we got maybe like 10-15 minutes left oh I was gonna say yeah I think the Sunday night game is the uh Packers and um who else is yeah uh, Eagles, Packers, that's what it is. So it's not it's not very good. Yeah. And then the Monday night game is not very good either. So they're there. But you know that. what? That <laughs> Packers game, I actually um I actually picked the Packers to win that one. You think they're going to Philadelphia and, and beating the Eagles? I do. Like and and the reason was kind of what we talked about earlier is how like they almost lost to the Colts. They lost against Washington. I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked good for a, a big chunk of the season. I think his hand is healing up a bit. And I think that he found some chemistry with Christian Washington or uh, Watson. Watson. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I, I just, I don't know. I, I if, if I'm going to pick a, a upset this week, that was the upset that I was going with. Cause I just feel like, you know, and again, he's not playing well, but Aaron Rodgers is still like, I'm going to respect him because he's going to have moments where he does things that remind you that he's 12. And I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on the Eagles, man. Like I, I'm, I like them. I, I, like we talked about earlier, but I'm just not sold. So that's the game that I'm going to go with an upset. I can see it. Uh, the only thing that, like, I I thought the Packers were starting to trend up, and then they lost to the Titans, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of lukewarm. So now, you know, they have had 10 days to kind of, you know, prepare for the Eagles, so that might factor in too. So we'll, we'll see. Like I, I, like I said, I wouldn't, wouldn't that would surprise me, especially with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Well, and I think the Titans are – I don't want to admit this, but I think the Titans are better than than what everybody kind of thought they would be this year too. Derrick Henry's back. Like, the dude's running through and over people. They play against the Bengals. So, I mean, that, that's yeah. a good game Sunday that we can kind of talk about. Um, you're right earlier. You said I'm not high on them. I'm not high on the Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase will be back. So, that that is good for them. But they can't protect – Still, like they spent all this money over the offseason on offensive linemen trying to protect Joe Burrow, and they still can't seem to keep him upright. They can't keep his jersey clean during the game. And it's just like, you know, I don't care how good you are. And we we've seen it with Josh. We've seen it with Patrick Mahomes. They Patrick Mahomes lost that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay because they couldn't protect him. They it was it was a lot of pressure. When you put pressure on these guys, it don't matter who you are, man. Like I just don't so I don't know. I'm I'm a I think Tennessee they they have the formula that a lot of teams are trying to kind of follow. They play good defense and run the ball. And then if if Ryan Tannehill don't turn it over, they win the game. That's just that's how it goes. So, you know, I I, I picked Tennessee to beat them as well. 
Yeah, I can see that too. I think they're gonna win. They think they're gonna win too. I think the people reason people aren't buying Tennessee is kind of what happened last year. They remember they were the number one seed in the playoffs. People were like, "Oh yeah, this team is like be legit." You know, they can play great defense. They can run the ball. And then once it came to like when Ryan Tannehill had to make throws, then we kind of saw what happened. Uh, he, you know, he threw an interception his first the first play of the game. You know, first pass of the game, threw an interception to the Bengals. That pretty much set the tone for the entire game. So, yeah, I think, you know, people want to buy in. They think Derrick Henry is legit. Uh, defense is great. But, again, it goes back to the point where we talked about Garoppolo. At some point, you're going to have to make throws in this league and you also make plays. Can Tannehill necessarily do that? We've seen it with Garoppolo. At least he helped, you know, help the 49ers get to the Super Bowl. You know, can Tannehill do, take a similar page and help them do the same thing? It still remains to be seen. We'll see, because you, you, I don't like either one of the teams. So, I don't, you know, I don't want to give too much props to Tennessee here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate them dudes. So, uh, but but no, this weekend I don't think is going to be um, like too many games that, that everybody is looking forward to watch. Like, this isn't a weekend that I think you got like those marquee matchups where it's like, okay, great football this weekend. So, um, outside of the Jets game, what, what game will have your attention? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of up to look at the schedule right now. Um, yeah, it ain't, it ain't a whole lot going on yeah. this weekend. And when, it, when it seemed like it was some games you thought would be good, but they're not good. Like obviously, you know, Packers, Eagles, I know you picked the Packers to win, you know, the Rams chiefs. I think that was in the game. Everybody was looking towards the beginning of the year. And obviously the Rams are falling on hard times and Stafford is hurt. And, you know, Bryce Perkinson, like he's going to start there for uh, the Rams. And yeah, I mean, Chargers, Chargers, Cardinals. I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, can the Cardinals recover too, especially when they got Kyler Murray coming back there too as well. It's a big game for both of those teams, really. So it's a game they, they must have, especially the Chargers, if they're going to remain, you know, in the playoffs. So that's probably the game I would look at. But they're not, it's not a great slate of games this week whatsoever. I'm going to be at that game. So. I'll I'll make sure to send you updates and stuff. But damn, it's, it's, I'm, going, I'm so annoyed with Kyler Murray. I'm so annoyed with Kyler Murray. I'm annoyed with the defense. I'm annoyed with. Uh, I'm annoyed defense with Cliff. Terrible. Yeah, the, the defense, defense is terrible. Is like, they, yeah, they, I mean, I know the Forty ers played well, but the defense was just so many missed tackles. Like, just it, inexcusable. It was, yeah, it was terrible. And and then the thing is, I look at a guy. So obviously in Buffalo. You know, it seems like the Bills don't want to extend Poyer. It seems like, you know, we don't obviously we're not sure about Micah Hyde's health going forward. I would love to get like a Buddha Baker in Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like a dude like that. And they just wasting them out here, like out here in Phoenix. They do. They just wasting them. And it's like he plays so hard. He's the best player on the team. Uh, I mean, other than like DeAndre Hopkins, he's the best player on the team, like regardless of who. what. Oh, yes. And it's just. They wasting them, man. They like they they and Kyler Murray. He he did all of this complaining, and he I want my contract. Then you whining and complaining. Then you get your contract, and then you come out here and you look. Yeah, I, I um just, I, I don't know if you watched the Hard Knocks, but I have for like uh like one of the episodes. It might have been the first or second. Uh, the defensive coordinator. Well, not the def- Well, I think it might have been the defensive line coach because defensive coordinator is Van Joseph, who I'm familiar with, going back to the Dolphins, but uh. One of the defensive coaches was like, play like Buddha. Like, everybody needs to play like him. Like, every everybody. Like, there's no excuse why this guy who is, you know, a defensive back should be playing harder than some of your defensive linemen. And, like, he's Last just – yeah, it, it's it's crazy. 
week after the game, they asked him, um, like, do you feel like everybody was playing hard or do you feel like, and he was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and and it's like, at some point, I don't know, man, I would even be, I would be embarrassed to be on that defense and have the leader of the defense say, oh no, my dogs didn't play hard. I would just, I would be embarrassed, you know, but that's the same conversation that I guess we had earlier about Zach Wilson, just on the flip now about defense, but it's like, you got JJ Watt, you got like, you got these guys and I get J.J. Watt is not the same J.J. Watt from when he was in Houston. Yeah. He's older. So, I, so I, I'm saying this with understanding of exactly who these guys are. But, dude, there's no way possible. Like, there's, they're wasting Buda Baker. Like, they're they wasting Buda Baker. And it's insane. it's insane. It's insane. Hey, they might maybe the Bills can make a trade. <laughs> you know, make a trade all season. Something. Something, but all right, let's uh, get ready to get on out of here. Um, before we do, is there any, you know, it's, it's Friday. So uh, is was there any new music that dropped today that you're listening to? Or is there anything that we haven't, I think is last week you weren't on. So we didn't really get to talk about music. Yeah, so is there anything that you've been on a couple been... of weeks? Yeah, I haven't been yeah. on a couple of weeks. So I, you know, I, I listened to the Nas album. Like I enjoyed that. I think we talked about that. Yeah, uh, Kings that, Disease that, 3. Yeah, that was, that's pretty dope there. Yeah, I know Buster Rhymes has a new, uh, EP, so I saw I that. that. I out. didn't get a chance to listen yet. Yeah, definitely uh, check that out. Let me know what you think about that. But yeah, that's kind of what mm-hmm. I've been listening to. All right, did you hear? Did you listen to the West Side album when that came out? Yeah, like I did. Yeah, of course. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I loved it a lot. So yeah, it's one of my uh, favorite projects of the year. So it's definitely going to be a lot of good candidates for album of the year. This particular year, I got. I think I got a good list of ten right now that okay. I feel comfortable with. See, for me, the thing with that album is like, and, and obviously, you know, I'm a, I, we talk about Griselda all the time. I'm a Griselda fan. But as far as West Side is concerned, this is one of my favorite albums of his for a while now. And, he, you know, he drops like every year, twice a year yeah. sometimes and stuff. But I feel like he's been he's been kind of just like he's been making dope music, but it's been I, I don't feel like he's been taking lyricism seriously. And this time, like on this album, I feel like he was like, all right, wait. I think people forgot that I actually can rap and I don't just have dope ad libs and, and dope features. I can actually rap. And so I feel like he's rapping again on this one. So I, I enjoy that. Yeah. It's um, definitely one of his best ones. He's came out with in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now I'm with that. Did you, did you like the Drake 21 Savage album? It was, it was solid. Yeah. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. Like I, I had, I went in there with no expectations really, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I was kind of surprised. It's, it's definitely some joints on that. You get Drake's kind of goes back to a little bit to his roots a little bit, rapping a little bit more. So I definitely like that. Yeah, I needed that because after his last album, I, I kind of gave up hope on him. Like yeah, you know, when James album, album like, yeah. yeah, I had I had no expectations. Just like you, I was like, oh, this is gonna be buns, but I'm gonna listen to it to make sure. And it was actually, it was actually. I can't say like if we was going back to source days, I'll probably give it two and a half mics. But still, two and a like, half. that's not good. No, but it was better than that dance joint he had. That that dance one was like a half a mic. Well, I was gonna say I, I give him about a three, three and a half, maybe. I can see. Well, you know what my criticism of that is, and I, again, I understand this might not completely be fair. Um, I got to go back and listen to it and just like really take my feelings out of it. Like, and just listen to the album. 21 Savage be saying some stupid stuff, man. Well, and like, when well, you come said, out and say some crap about Nas like that, about yeah. being irrelevant and being and like, look, uh, yeah. So I, I, I did, I'll, I'll be honest, I listened to the album with a little bit of an attitude because it's like, you don't, you're not going to get a number one album like this. Like, the numbers that they're doing, if you won't link with Drake, you ain't doing those numbers and you're going to come out and talk about Nas who's doing this 
now King's Disease 3, he did Magic. He did all the last four or five albums from Nas has been top tier. Like to me, they've been top tier. Yeah. I mean, it's not like 21 Savage. It's like uh, Future. Yeah, this, this is just future. Like future is one of the best guys in hip hop right now. Like twenty, like twenty one seven is kind of like an afterthought. Like yeah, it's a, it's up where like, he hooked up with Drake. Like people kind of forgot about him. Ex- I did forget about him, but it's like you talking out here like you J Cole or something, man. Sit down. That's what sit, I'm saying. So, like yeah, so yeah I'll go back and listen. Yeah, this is yeah. like future. I'm like yeah, you whatever, man. But yeah, twenty one seven. Like the nerve of this guy. Like when he gets almost fifty years old, like people won't even know, remember who he is. Mm-mm. That's the difference. When Nas, like Nas, has been doing this for nearly thirty years, over thirty years at this point, like so, and he's a legend, arguably, you know, the greatest rapper of all time, MC. Absolutely. If he like any conversation you have, most times he's he's top five or top three. One, two, or three, typically. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just can't you can't come out and. and Come on, man. Like, that's that's crazy. But anyway, yeah. let's go ahead and get on out of here, man. Um, you uh, got any any articles or anything coming up this weekend that you kind of want to highlight? Uh, check out, you know, my article. Uh, I have an article about Pat. Mike White coming out on Sunday to talk about why it's the right for him, you know, taking over for Zach Wilson. So check that out on my Twitter, Antoine Staley. All right. And, um, like I said, my man Stero's couldn't be with us today. He's out doing that Black Friday shopping with his children, having a good time. So family time matters. Y'all enjoy this weekend. It's probably the reason why I wanted to go Friday night tonight, too. So that way y'all not sitting in front of the computer or y'all TV on YouTube instead of spending time with your family. Happy holidays to everybody. It's your boy Jay Spencer King. Y'all know how we do it over here. Take care of each other. Love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today